The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. What's going on? We're right here with us today. A very, very, very special guest. The Michael Jargo is here with us in the slums of professional wrestling. It's been a long time since you've graced the slums of professional wrestling with your presence, Michael Jargo. A-Track Brown, the dirtiest of the city. It is the PW Hustle. This is going out everywhere on the PW Hustle Networks and over at Hitting the Marks. Jargo's joining us because the professor is off at Texas A&M giving a lecture on the immortality of bulls. If you didn't know, um, now you do. I am that mass man. A-Track Brown, tell him something. Come on. Man. Hey, bro, today uh, I got a call. And uh, A-Track Brown asked me to fill in. There's no A-Track Brown today. It's his cousin from California. It's me, Scuzz. What's going on? I'm the black guy in the hat. You can reach me at Twitter at the black guy in the hat. You know, it's Scuzz. So we're going to do this. Scuzz as guy. in Scuzz Bucket. Mm. As, in, as in Scuzz Bucket. It's exactly right. Yo, you, you, the, the guy with the mask on, he's... he's He's got his shit going, man. As in Scuzz Receptacle. Well, if you want to go there too, man. Listen, I was the one of the original guys of the grunge era. You know, I was I was supposed to be in Mother Love Bone, but you know they Wait, said I used to be teacher. Well, I was gonna get to that, but you you, you kind of stole my thunder there, man. But you know, onto the guy with the red headphones and awesome tattoos. You got Maynard James Keenan with us today, guys. We're getting the band back together. What's going on, Mr. Jargo? Man, I'm awesome. I'm I'm on vacation, and and I, hey. I get a text from this masked man, and I think I'm going on the PW Hustle, and I'm going to be on with A Track Brown and the Masked Man, and then I, I I smoke a little bit of AK-47, and I I get on here and. All of a sudden, I got Scuzz and Excalibur, man. I feel, I feel like I feel so blessed to be joined alongside the voice of AEW to like recap this incredible show. Well, I sit you here have and no hit my idea. It's yeah, AK forty-seven, Platinum Kush. Okay, can we have a track Brown back like freaking now? No, no, man. A track's not here. It's not around today. It's just me, man. It's me. You have a problem with me, bro? A-Track's not here, man. I mean, bro. I mean, seriously, man. I thought we were all good. I thought we were paisanos, amigos. If you got a problem, just say something, man. I'll exit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's fucking high tide, man. <laughs> right fucking now. Anyhow, you man. Know so what? This- I don't. I don't like this. I don't. I'm not digging this vibe at all. I'm just gonna get the hell out of here. 
You know, uh, the guy with the red headphones, man, listen, you're awesome. But you, man, you fucking blow, dude. All right? <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I thought you were cool. A-Track told me you were cool. But you're not cool. You're a no. fucking dick. I'm out of here. Later. Bye. <laughs> Later, dude. Where is A-Track, bro? Can we, yeah, I thought, I thought we said, you know what? Fuck, I'm just man. not going to send out paychecks this week. Yo, there I, he goes. What's up, man? I told my cousin he was going to have a good time. I said, yo, you're going to like this. You should AEW. try to clear that with us before you do it, for one. Hey, the second he calls himself Scuzz Bucket. What the that's, fuck? That's, that's who he is. Oh, God. He's a Did Scuzz you watch Bucket. AEW tonight? Are we going to get yeah, into this or not? I, I watched it, yo. Let's get into it. Yeah, I, yeah I'm psh- we was already ready, bro. <laughs> you assaulting my family and shit. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> I he have said to get I to was the cool, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So AEW tonight, man, it was it was cool to sit down and watch. It was my first live AEW show. I've only ever caught them after the fact, if I've caught them at all. Um, very, very happy and very excited that I got to see it. Um, it wasn't an excellent show, but it was a good show. I enjoyed the shit out of it, and uh, and I got to sat da- sit down and watch it for free. I didn't pay for it, so that 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 is even more enjoyable in my opinion. Hey, Track Brown, what did you think of this overall? I was very satisfied. Uh, not bad for a free show. I got more than my money's worth. Um, you know, a few hiccups here and there, and a few uh, characters I'm not 100 on yet, but um, time will tell. And uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. Uh, and I and I think we got a good uh, build up into, uh, you know, either fight for the fallen or all out for that matter. What do you think of these stupid librarians? OK, yeah. Um, the chick is not a bad worker. She needs work. I keep forgetting her name. Blue pants. I can't stand that gimmick. It's blue pants. You no. Know, Oh, that's blue pants. It's blue pants. I didn't even realize that shit. I didn't even realize that. Thank you for educating me, Mr. Jargo. But that gimmick has got to fucking go. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with trying new shit. Um, I think that you know they should be doing that. You know, throwing throwing a baby in the water and seeing if it swims. But this baby's drowning. So you know, <laughs> uh, abort it. Get a new one. A <laughs> it's just not, it's not working, man. Listen, from the audience perspective, from what I'm looking at the audience, they don't seem to mind. But, you know, f- from my own and especially from what I've been seeing online, not everybody is feeling this gimmick. It's it's the gimmick. It's not it's not the, the yeah. people. It's just the gimmick is stupid. It's stupidity. Absolutely. Jargo, what's up, man? This sounds like it's right up your alley. You like librarians. You like going to libraries. You like freaking being quiet and not talking, you know, all this shit. So what'd you think? I, I, I know how to read. Oh, well, you know, that's like a the whole plus. books thing. It, it, it's very intriguing to me. I enjoy it very much. <laughs> um, and I'm, <laughs> he reads. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of blue Nerd. pants. I'm, <laughs> so stupid. I'm a big fan yeah, of blue pants. I, I enjoy me some Leva Bates. I also enjoy me some Peter Avalon, who's, who's best known for his work at championship wrestling from Hollywood. Um, I enjoy both of these two and their work. And I'm fine with this because every time we see it, it is on like pre-show. It's pre-show comedy. I'm fine with that. I It's when you start putting it in your main events that I start having an issue with it. I think there is a place for it. And as long as it's on the pre-show bullshit, I don't really care. Well, I get that much of it. Only thing was, it just wasn't funny in my opinion. 
I, I just sat there. I was like, what the hell is this? But whatevs, whatevs, they still get passes for now. All right, you start doing this shit consistently, there's going to be a big problem. I'm telling you. Well, I, big think, problem. I think this is one of the things, AEW number one, I, and I don't know if they're going to actually define this. It seems like they're still looking to see who they are. I mean, just look at those last three matches, right? You have yourself a technical wrestling match with Darby Allen and Cody. Then you have yourself a Lucha Trios tag. And then you have a fucking death match. You know, yeah. it's like they're kind of all over the board. They're serving all kinds of hell. There's Joshi wrestling and deathmatch wrestling on the same card as the librarians. It's like we're, we're trying to figure out what in the hell is going to work before we get to TNT and decide this is who we are. Yeah, I guess. Oh, and, and I think shit. a little bit of everything is who they are. What's up? Uh, TNT, that gimmick, the librarians. The show, The Librarians. Is that why they came up with that? I don't know what the show, The show Librarians TNT is. With, with Noah Wiley, it's called The Librarians. It's, it's kind of like a, a tomb. Yeah, it's kind of like a Tomb Raider series, if you will. You know, almost like Tomb Raider meets Sliders. You know, meets uh, Stargate, uh, SG One. See what I'm hoping is I'm hoping like they keep talking about this more sports like presentation and wins and losses are going to matter and we're going to track stats and we're going to keep all this stuff. I hope that's what Peter Avalon and Leva Bates are doing. I hope that's their role, like more of a kind of behind the scenes kind of thing, because this is not the match that we were supposed to get. It was supposed to be Kylie Ray versus Leva Bates. And all of a sudden, oh. Allie was put into this match instead. So I don't know what that's all about. And it was just an all right match. I didn't dig it all that much, man. One other thing I want to do before we get into the card, and and I texted you guys about this and we spoke about it briefly, but I I, I don't care what the gimmicks are, okay? Uh, freaking Chuck Taylor, dude, get in the fucking gym, bro. And and this other dude, who's this other guy? What's his face? Joey Janela? Joey Janela. No fucking excuse. I don't care what your gimmick is, dude. I don't give a damn. You are a professional wrestler. Right. Get in the freaking gym and, and get rid of that little gut. It doesn't look good, bro. It's, uh, that, that's it. That's it. It's the I, I don't care. Get in shape. All right. Well, not, we got either Davey Richards opinion. Joe, <laughs> either, either you're Samoa Joe or you're not. You know, you're not Samoa Joe. You can't you're not going to get away with it. What'd you say? A track, bro. <laughs> I said we got Davey Richards opinion. <laughs> Davy Richards, what's wrong with that? He was one of the best in the world. Davy Richards I was know, amazing. I know, it just reminds me when he told Kevin, Kevin Owens to get his fat ass in the gym because he wasn't going to drop the title because he said he didn't look like a wrestler. <laughs> but it look at Chuck Taylor. You're going to tell me, see, but at least Kevin Steen looks like he could beat somebody's ass for Kevin Owens. You're going to tell me Chuck Taylor, you're, you're going to be afraid of Chuck Taylor? And I know that's, that's not... What's up? But I'll, I'll get to Janela when we get to the match. I have something to say about him, but I'll, uh -huh. I'll get to that. But but you're right about Taylor. Taylor, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. He needs to get in the gym. I'm not even going to fucking, I'm not even going to try to sugarcoat it or deny it. And he wasn't that bad before. We used to see him at indie shows. It wasn't that. It wasn't like, he didn't look like that. It, it's Listen, been a while since. There's, there's a few guys on this roster that I think need to tighten themselves up. Yeah, you know, I feel. I feel um, like I also. Believe, I feel like Chucky e. T has like the the skinny fat Chase Owens thing going on. Like even <laughs> if he tightens up, he's still gonna be Chucky e. T. Well, yeah, I'm in. You know what? That's cool, and I agree with that. But I still think he needs to tighten up. I don't and, disagree. And be tightened up, Chucky e. T. Um, 
The freaking best friends are amazing, by the way. <laughs> that was a hell of a fucking tag match. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Let's talk about much it. Much better than the, much. It was much better than the la- the first one they had at a uh, double or nothing. But I was gonna say that the, the 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 this roster needs like they need a couple of larger than life guys. They need some guys who stand over six five. You know, some some big dudes that see. That I, can- you know what I was thinking that, but th- the thing is right. This is a promotion that helped get started by the Young Bucks. These are, these are little guys, understood. right? So so they, they may not have the same emphasis. But I get what you're saying, Track, and I hate thinking that way because I'm the guy that, that's always going, you know, for, for, for the little guy or whatever. They always they, – they kick ass, they kick ass. It is what it is, Me right? Um, but then you see a Joey Janela stand next to Moxley, and it's like – <laughs> you know, and it's a little weird, you know, because Moxley is so much bigger than him. So I get what you're saying. Or Cody Rhodes <clears throat> in his match towered over this dude. I forget his name. Um, freaking towered over him. He looked like yeah. just a regular dude. I get what give you're me, saying. Give me give me four big men. You know, I mean, they have uh, Luchasaurus, a.k.a. Mortis. But give me four big men. Just give me four. And you know you can you you can I'm not talking about in the faction either, but you can spread them out you know and and out of those four, maybe you have one guy who's like you know he's your Hogan or or Taker or somebody like that. That's all I'm saying. At yeah, least for for, for your mainstream casual type audience, they they're gonna need that if they they plan on you know being this mainstream company, which you know they pretty much are. I'm not saying that they can't do it with the guys that they have right now, and we all know they're going to add to the roster. But if you don't get a couple of larger than life guys in there, it might not relate to a lot of the people who are casuals. Drago, do you agree or disagree? What's up, man? Um, I I go a little bit of both ways. Um, because I feel like the whole size thing, it, it, it's not 1985 anymore. I feel mm-hmm. like the size thing is much more in relation to the other competition. Like if Hangman Page is going to be your number one, then you can get away with the Luchasaurus being the biggest guy inside of the company. You can get away with Darby yeah. Allen challenging for a world title because Hangman Page is not necessarily that big. If he's gonna be the face of the company, then you base the size off of that. That. I got you. I got it. Hangman and, and, Page. And Page is not a bad, you know, he's not a bad size. No, not, he's not. Not, not for a guy who, to be their champion either. Especially in next. 2019. He, he does have that look. He does have that look. He does, bro. He does. He he he's a badass dude, man. Anyway, uh S SCU versus the best friends versus uh private party. Whom I dug. Private party is freaking excellent. <laughs> I enjoyed the crap out of this. Jargo, what's up? What'd you think of this, man? Um, well, number one, uh, during this show, tracks like Jargo, how you enjoying this show with no stories? And I'm like, the hell are you talking about? There's stories all over this show, man. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and kind of lay these out as we go through the card. Uh, this match, best friends end up getting the win. And this match qualifies them for a match at all out that will get them a buy inside of the AEW tag team tournament, which is going to be the feature in the fall when the TV starts. It's all going to be built around this tag team tournament. Then we see the Dark Order make their appearance on the video screen, formerly known as the Super Smash Bros. But of course, Nintendo owns that, so we had to change the name. Super Smash Bros. want a piece of the best friends? Seems to me like that's a good enough mash. I'll take the best friends versus the Super Smash Bros. at All Out. That's a hell of an opening tag match. Winner gets a first round bye going into the tag team tournament. 
That's what this was based around, as well as getting Private Party over. This is their first appearance on any kind of national television. A lot of people didn't know who they were when they got signed. This is the tag team that the Street Profits basically just straight up stole their fucking gimmick. Now we get to actually see that gimmick okay, in its original thank you for form. answering that. Yep, that's that's pretty much what's going on here. Those guys got over, even in a loss. SCU are freaking legends. They don't necessarily need it. Best friends get the big win, set up business going forward. It's a hell of an opening tag match in my mind. Go ahead, Drek. Um, thank you. Because I when I saw those cats, um my my first reaction was is this their version of Street Profits? But you know, I'm gonna I'm not even gonna try to challenge you and say that, you know, if you're telling me that, that they were first, then they were first. Um but I will say none of them cats can touch Montez Ford. I'm sorry. Dude, Montez Ford is just a freak. I mean, he is a glorified spot monkey, but that dude is a freak. Uh, but you know, th- now this particular match, I wasn't like really concentrating on. I was busy cooking lobster, so I was in and out of it. Oh, oh boy! Yeah, oh yeah! Le oh yeah! It's an oh. Oh. <laughs> <Le> <laughs> <laughs> You know, what I'm saying I was asking, I was asking my my lady bug, you know, the she, if she wanted lobster or the crack cat or the crack crab, she said <laughs> lobster. So you know, I went down the Canal Street, had to had That's to buy some of that. <laughs> but uh you know the match from from what i was watching wasn't too bad scorpio sky um the man in my opinion i think he's their future first black champion there he's their answer to montez ford to be honest with you um still he don't he don't got the swag but he's still nice he's still nice um i think he's a better worker i was i was enjoying this match this tag match uh better than i was uh the ones that that i was seeing at double or nothing and i do apologize about you know saying that there was no story i didn't i don't um regularly tune into being the elite like can i get in here real quick about this right so two things right you didn't need to know the story to enjoy the match one oh i didn't i didn't because i i I didn't even know there was one (laughs) two two does this actually constitute as story being a number one contender, that's sports, right? If 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 you're if you're wrestling or, or fighting or playing, well, well that's fine. Say, one would say that's the story of a sport. Exactly. So when we're talking about storyline, like like Mr. Rick Vickery, what's up to Mr. Rick Vickery? He's like, well, what we need here is uh is uh the the private party to have an orgy in the back, and someone walks <laughs> in. And, <laughs> And they get pissed off at the RG and they're like, I'm challenging you to a match, brother. And I need that to see, you know, I don't I don't need that at all. That's 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 what I mean by storyline. If if somebody's going to advance and be better than you and by beating you, they become the number one contender for the tag team titles. That's sports, in my opinion. Just me. Jargo, I'll let you get back at that. Go ahead. Man. Well, I mean, when they say we're looking at a more sports like presentation, you know, people, the pro wrestling fans just lose their minds and think that we're eliminating all storylines. No, when you watch the Stanley Cup finals, there's storylines everywhere. You watch the NBA free agency that's going to hit on Sunday and there's storylines everywhere. We're just presenting storylines in the form of a sport the way that it always should have been. Life. All right, I'll give you that, Jargo. Just because I, I like you. I will say this. Uh-huh. So far, other than the time limit, I'm not yet getting that sports feel. At least not yet. You know where um, I didn't get it, man? And, and, and we'll talk about it when we get there, but in the Omega match, the Omega and the Bucks. I didn't okay. get a sports feel there um, at all. It's not, it's, you know, it's not like so much a complaint, you know, um, 
But I, I'm sure, like I said, this isn't all news. So they, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, you gotta yeah, get like to Taco it. Said, exactly, but they're experimenting. So far, the only thing I could say that I had the sports feel was the was the the time limit, and it, which I did enjoy. I like the fact that they, you know, they uh, make a point of making that paramount. I mean, I mean, overall, I enjoyed the show. So any critique here is is uh, just critiquing for the sake of critiquing, maybe no, but I mean, legit critiques. But I enjoyed the show. Hey, uh, Jargo, man, I need you to tell me about this dude, uh, uh, Michael Nakazawa. What's up with him? You ever watch DDT? I, I no, not, I mean, I have, but like never. It's but not like, like I you know, you know, you know the premise of DDT. Yes, I do. You know what DDT is? Yes. My, Michael Nakazawa is DDT. Wait, 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 wait. Was he the one who was tossing the salad? Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> Oh, no. So here's the thing, right? All right. Number one, uh, the guy that he was against, Alex J. Bailey, right? Mm -hmm. This dude is literally the CEO of CEO Gaming. All right. This entire match was done for those in live attendance. This was not about anything that's going to be going forward to TV. This was oh, a special. Oh, thank God. Like, like this Alex J. Bailey dude, like. This entire convention exists because of him. This was not necessarily an AEW show. This was a show at a video game convention about vi fighting video games. So that's why you get the Street Fighter thing later. That's why you had the Bucks and Kenny doing the whole Ryu fucking fireball shit. But that's what this whole match was built around. And this is a, a feud one year in the making because last year... At the CEO Gaming Championship track, I'm sure you remember this. Kenny was promoting it because New Japan all of yes. a sudden was doing this random show in Florida, and everybody's like, "What the hell's going on?" And it wasn't a yes. New Japan show; it was the CEO show. In good business, very good promotion um, on on their side. Very good. I I actually um applaud them for doing that. Um, they're doing a lot of things that I that I keep saying other promotions should do. And um, I'm hoping that when Comic-Con comes around, there'll be some AEW boops. But last year, Alex J. Bailey pinned Michael Nakazawa. So this was actually a rematch from last year. So this is a story that's actually one year in so the So that making. dude is not really a pro wrestler like no. that. No. Oh, okay, because I mean, he looked like shit. He is the CEO of this entire operation. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I kept asking myself. And this next guy year, looks like shit. next year it's gonna happen again because now they're one in one. If, if you clean out your ears okay. and actually pay attention, you would know what the hell was going on. You know, it, it's really hey, simple, late track Brown. <laughs> Listen, you don't even have to freaking read, bro. All you gotta I'm do is sit there. Lobster. <laughs> <Rock Okay. lobster. laughs> We're gonna use that as an excuse. Um, I, I like this uh, and butter sauce. <laughs> Do you like Michael Nakazawa? Like, can yes, you get I'm behind this whole baby oil thing? It was funny, bro. <laughs> well, like to me, it's like this is the same thing as like the twenty four seven championship, which is the best thing going inside the WWE. Which is really fucking sad that that's the best thing going inside the WWE. Yeah. I feel like this is the same thing, but it's in the right place on the pre show where it belongs. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm yeah. It was cool. I dug. I dug that the, the whole baby oil thing. It was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. Did you like the baby oil A track brown before I get it going? I uh, never like to see men douse themselves in baby oil. I'm it sure you do. comes off as so, you know, 
Blue Oyster Barish. You mean UNAOC <laughs> ain't rubbing it up in the baby oil when we get off this call? Well, that's that's me and AOC. I'm not watching another guy do it. I mean, I'm not the professor. You're not looking in the mirror <laughs> as you douse yourself in baby oil, rub it all over yourself? I don't, don't even have any freaking ideas, John. What the hell are you doing? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the only time I look at myself in the mirror is when it's time to party. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that crap. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, Nyla Rose and uh, Riho and uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Hope I'm saying that right. Hold on. Yep, Sakazaki. So my son, my my youngest son, I should say, by the way, he's watching AEW with me because he wants to know what happened to Dean Ambrose. And I tell him, hey, Dean Ambrose is going to wrestle here tonight if you want to watch this. He's like, yeah, I want to watch it. Um, I'm like, his name is John Moxley now. I'm like, okay. And he doesn't really care. He keeps calling him Dean Ambrose. And he's the like, what's Dean Ambrose? Younger. Huh? The older or the younger? You, you, you see what I say? You see what I mean, Jargo? You see what I mean? You I see like what that. I got to put up with? I just fucking said this. I just fucking said this. This is my life, Jargo. Okay? This is what I deal with bro. every single day of my life. Platinum Kush. <laughs> my younger, my youngest son. High blood pressure. <laughs> anyway, the youngest one. So, so uh, he's sitting there. And he's like, "How come all these girls look like Oscar?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, what do you want me to tell you?" <laughs> you te- you texted that to me, and what did I say back to you? <laughs> That's racist. That's damn right. Okay, That's racist. Well, I, I listen. <laughs> I apologize. Um, you told me you told me to calm it down when I babysit, but I couldn't help it. Yeah, thanks a lot. I told him. I, I I said, do not repeat the things that I say. <laughs> thanks a lot. My daughter gets it. Why doesn't he? <laughs> Thank you very much, A Track. Now now at least I know where it came from. But anyway, that's what he told me. Okay, so one of these girls, I think it was Yuka. Um, she looks like straight out of an anime. Yes. It's actually pretty cool. Um, Jargo, I'm sure you've been. Pants, right. Let me give it to Jargo. Jargo knows all about this shit. Go ahead, man. Uh, they're both Joshi wrestlers, man. Um, I, I I think Yuka Sakazaki has just become my five year old's favorite wrestler. Um, yeah. and, and I think she looks like she's probably about 12. Uh, <laughs> Riho gets the win in this matchup. Um, and she looks basically like a spitting image of Kyrie Sane to me. She looks way more Kyrie Sane than she does Asuka. Oh, I, I do agree with that. I don't think she looks like either of them, but I, I agree with the Kyrie Zane comparison. I can see how you can make that comparison. Go ahead. Finish up your point. Do either one of you guys watch WoW? I do from time to time. It's actually not shows. bad, bro. You watch a track. I've seen a few shows. Um, for me, it's hard to get into because I think the production is really bad. I oh, love see. the production. But it's not. It, I'm, I'm, I was just about to say, I know you like the gutter presentation, but it don't come off as gutter. It comes off as cheap. It's not gutter, <laughs> though. It, it's, it's, oh, okay. it, has, it has some production value to it. Um, it's just it reminds me of Glow. Just yeah, bring it up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Go ahead, Jargo. Um, Tell me something about well, the reason I bring it up, there, there's this girl who wrestles inside of WoW, and, and she just simply goes by the Beast. And yeah, I know the Beast. Big, tall chick. Yeah, yeah and, and she's incredibly badass. Well, I, I keep noticing that they keep calling Nyla Rose the Beast. 
Yeah. And I'm I'm really hoping that AEW and WoW can get some kind of a working partnership back and forth yeah, and, yeah. and bring in the beast to face off with Nyla Rose, who is somebody who's actually as big and strong as she is, and, and so then she doesn't have to go beat up little twelve year old Japanese girls. And <laughs> uh, and then hopefully we can also get Tessa Blanchard in AEW exactly where she belongs. Because Tessa t- is Tessa no, the no. Champ? No, 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 no. She belongs in impact. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm guessing she would like to work for more than, you know, 50 bucks in a hot dog. Peanuts, actually. I'm, I'm sure she's making the money. All right? She's about to be their world champ. Uh, yeah, she's she's uh, making more money at WoW than she's making at Impact. Yeah. I, okay, listen. Nobody brought you on here to drop facts, okay? <laughs> brought you on here for your pretty face and tattoos. If we wanted the truth, we would have asked for it, okay? Exactly. What's going on here? Jesus. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Don't ever let facts get in the, in the way of a good story. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of a good story, we skipped the opening match. We didn't even talk about Christopher Daniels and Shima. Run. Oh, you know why? You know why? I'll tell you why. Okay. I'm watching this. Pre-show. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it on, on YouTube. And then you have to skip over to Bleacher Report. Right. And then, so I, I log on because I have this on on my television. I, I log on to Bleacher Report, and it just will not happen. So I had to hook up my computer to the television, and then it finally came on. But I missed all of that match. It was fun. <laughs> it wasn't good, Jargo. Go ahead. It was fun. I mean, it, it was a really good opener because this is the first singles match that Christopher Daniels has wrestled in like a year and a half. All mm-hmm. he's been doing is like six-man tags and the occasional tag team with Frankie. Um, but he goes off here. He wrestles a singles match against one of his oldest rivals in Shima, who looks freaking great for his age, yeah. man. Shima looks like he can go with absolutely anybody. He it's gets the win over Christopher Daniels, which is a good thing because that fight for the Fallen, it's going to be Shima versus Kenny freaking Omega. And I cannot wait to see that match. Incredible. Go ahead, Track. What would you think of this? Uh, I like Shima. I really do. Um, Christopher Daniels was, you know, like you said, he hasn't he hasn't had a singles match in like a year and a half. He was looking like the old school uh, Christopher Daniels that I was watching back in TNA when it was when it was uh, bigger. Um, Shima, I keep trying to decide who it is that he reminds me of. I'm not sure if it's. I was gonna say Ishimori. I was gonna say either Ishimori. Or a little bit of 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 um, Yoshihashi. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw some of that there, but I really do like this dude, and and I and, and I I thought it was very uh, interesting that they got these cats from from China, and they're not they're not they're not spring chickens these guys, but they do look great for their age. So yeah, I think I think uh, Shima the could match, be Shimori's dad. Yeah, you're probably right. God damn. And Christopher Daniels is approaching 50 years old. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's up there. And he looks yeah. great. He looks amazing. Amazing. Anyway, good shit. Uh, um, I missed this entire match. I'm sure it was freaking great. It's Christopher Daniels. But um, did we did we hit the... the um, we did. We How, how much did we speak about... Yuka? Are we, are we, did we wrap this already? Is that... No, is that I, got, I got something to say about Nyla Tell Rose. Me Tell me something uh, about Nyla. She's trash. <laughs> uh, and it's got nothing to do with her transformation or anything like that but she is trash um if aew has a farm system or whatever they need to send her there uh she was better than she was at double or nothing that's for damn sure i will say that 
but it's just not working for me, man. Not yet. I'm not feeling this chick. I know they're trying to have their monster uh, wrestler, and you know I don't mind the idea that you that you um, came up with, but I just think this chick needs to go back to the lab. She needs. I work. mean, she's no Nia Jax. I mean, that's come on. I right? think I'm gonna <laughs> take that. I think working like five days a week in a gym with Awesome Kong would go a long way with her. Yeah. If they could pull that off, then good. Good. Um, I'm not saying she doesn't have the potential to be better. It's just as of right now, you know, now now what uh, I don't say this as a as a as a jab or an insult or a snide remark, but I'm not sure if maybe the possibility is because she realizes that she's naturally stronger than most women and she's trying to watch herself because, you know, technically, biologically, whatever. But, you know, um, well, and the other thing, I, think, I don't know. I think That's we got to consider, too. She comes, off as, she comes off as hesitant sometimes. Well, that and I also wonder how much of it is the language barrier, because thus far we've only seen her in the two matches. She was in there with Joshi girls, both matches. You know, like I'm sure on the independent scene, she's going out there and it's all power and it's slow and it's methodical. And suddenly they're asking her to go out there and wrestle Joshi style. Like, I want to see her match up with somebody like Britt Baker and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Okay. well, I'm just saying, uh, watch some Nia Jax tapes. Okay, learn the people's leg drop and you will be okay, girl. You're going to go a long way. Kind of tapes. Or the mother-in-law from FMW. Bertha Faye. You should go watch that. Um, Bertha Faye. (laughs) Who was it? Harvey Whippleman was in love with him? Harvey Whippleman. Baby, I love you. (laughs) People's leg drop. That's all I'm saying. All right, cool. Uh, Let's move on. What do we got here? A hangman page. Versus the men, MJF, which we will have a lot to say about, man. I like that dude, man. Jimmy Havoc and Jungle Boy. I like Jungle Boy a lot, too. This was a good match. Um, But first, let's talk about... um, Well, just give me your thoughts overall about the match, and then we can get into specifics. Go ahead, Jargo. Come on. I think we need to save Jimmy Havoc for special spots and not just throw him in four-way, throw-away non-hardcore matches that don't have anything to do with him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, Jimmy Havoc is a great talent, but he, he wasn't featured at all inside of this match. Jungle Boy is fun. He absolutely got over in this match. But I, really what everybody's watching here is MJF and Hangman Page. That's, that's really the feud that's building. Hangman Page is 27 years old. MJF is 23 years old. If they handle this thing right... This could be the first decade of AEW, these two guys feuding back and forth. It's just a matter of how long can we keep them apart in stupid-ass gimmick matches like Fatal 4-Ways. No, and you know what? It's funny you should say that because it's my first real exposure to any of this that I actually sat down and really watched. And I, I felt that off the bat when they were battling each other. Not the, I mean, the commentary helped there, too. But um, off the bat, when they were going back and forth, I'm like, man, this could be a feud for, for a while. Um, and and the only thing I do wish is that they, I mean, I, I know they're going to shoot Hangman Page to the top. He's going to be the top guy like ASAP, but um, an intermediate title, like a battle for an intermediate title with these two for a bit. Almost like, um, I hate to say The Rock and Triple H because I hate Triple H, um, but, but almost like that. They fought for every title before they got to the main title and fought for that. Um, I, I'd like to see something like that, but um, 
I mean, I, I'm not betting on them keeping keeping them apart for too much longer, but they have a lot of chemistry, these two guys, and they're freaking excellent at what they do. A track Brun, come on. Um I will say that Adam Page, we all know, like you said, they're gonna push him to the moon. He's their future star. Um I agree 100% because I was thinking exactly what Drago was saying about Havoc being in his match. I didn't get it. I felt that they couldn't come up with anything, so they just threw him in there. You, you know, that felt the same way about Jungle Boy. Be honest with you, they were better off just having a match between Jungle Boy and Jimmy Havoc. You know, some type of hardcore style match. That that would have been that would have been better. Maybe it was a time thing, or or who knows. And I'll also say this now. Even though they're building Adam Page, when they said something on commentary, which, by the way, was on point tonight, it was fucking fantastic. It's really good. Um, I kept saying to myself, all right, they, they mentioned Page being a number one contender, and whoever pins him can be in line for that title. I thought MJF should have won this match. I understand why Adam Page did. Because, you know, you don't want people looking at it like, yo, you're building this guy and he fucking lost. Uh, but MJF beating him would have added more to the feud. So I'm not saying I'm, I was unhappy, but I, I probably would have did it a different way. But I understand it. And I'm, I'm still cool with it. Uh, but, to you know, start off the commentary on MJF, man. He was he's this dude right now. Right now. Top heel in the fucking game. I don't care what anybody Jesus, says. That's a little premature, bro. I, I, no, I'm. Just think about it right now. What heel can you think of who's actually more entertaining than this guy right now? I mean, I mean, who? let's, let's who? hold our horses there. Like, I mean, uh, we can talk about a Adam, Adam Cole. We, That's the Adam only Cole's another one. I mean, there, there's plenty of people. I mean, let, let's let's uh, ease up. Give me to, a name. I, I, I can't think of any top heels right now who's who's you know being more entertaining. You know, as I like I said, in, in an entertaining sense than him. I just can't. If you can change my mind, I, I won't. I won't back down. I mean, to each his own. I just think it's very, very premature to, to say something like that. Go ahead, Jar. I, I love this promo. You know, the whole virginity thing. Oh, <laughs> the, you the you can relate, games. huh? Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. You know, I can relate to that. You know, he and, talks when he's his not, ass I, off. Yeah. I would love to see him tag team with Eli Drake. I think they would be a great tag team. I think they would make great tag team champions for AEW. The new um, Hollywood Blondes. They should call themselves the Greenwich Blondes, though. Um, that would make sense, too. Yeah. Go ahead, Jargo. Uh, Trek, while I, I agree with you about Hangman shouldn't have won this match, but I think what will be even more satisfying is during this match, they put over that whoever won this match was going to face Kip Sabian at Fight for the Fallen. I would almost rather have MJF cost Hangman that match then yeah. have somebody else win this match. Right, you're right. That makes perfect sense. I'd, that'd be, that'd be nice. telling you to stop dropping facts. <laughs> Shut up and look pretty. <laughs> he doesn't freaking listen. He just keeps doing that. Anyhow, um, a good match overall, man. MJF is going to be a star. Hangman Page, we already know he's going to be a star. This is the, probably the future of this company if they do it properly. It'd be nice to see. Cody Rhodes. 
What's up, bro? I was just going to say, I think when they when they brought all these guys in, like we all knew that Hangman was going to be a main eventer, right? And when you look at kind of the way that this roster is laid out, like their top five guys are pretty well established, but you really need six to kind of make it go round. And it seems like we're in this rotation where we have MJF and we have Jungle Boy and we have Jimmy Havoc, and we're kind of trying to see who is going to be that number six that you can kind of rotate from the top of the mid card into a main event scene every once in a while. And MJF is absolutely separating himself from that pack. Wow, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that with you at all. With that, Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen. Now, uh, we we hit this a little bit in the beginning. Cody Rhodes looks massive compared to this guy. That being said, this Darby Allen kid is pretty freaking good. Um, he's fast as hell, right? That's the first thing I noticed. And then uh, the commentary put it over. Also, the the kid is quick as hell. And he has a good look, too. Um, He just needs to bulk up just a little bit. Um, He can't grow, unfortunately. Well, maybe he can. Some artificial shit. But, um... (laughs) Straight edge. uh, Swim makes you fucking grow an inch. This was was a good match. Um, uh, Jargo, give me the background on it, man. What was the storyline? Why did this happen? Um, Well... This was basically Cody completely just, I need a match for the show. And, oh, we need to give this kid a rub because he's coming in and nobody knows who he is yet. And Darby Allen comes in with a gigantic chip on his shoulder. Um, So if you watch the Road to Fighter Fest, there's a, a great vignette package with Darby Allen where he explains why he paints half of his face. And it's because of this terrible car accident that he was in when he was a kid and he lost his uncle in the accident and he feels like he's half dead. I've been following Darby Allen for years. He started off as a skateboarder doing videos with like Bam and Tony Hawk and like when the whole like MTV Jackass thing was really, really popular and Darby Allen's like 12 years old just doing insane stunts on freaking MTV. So now he has found his way into basically like a cross between deathmatch wrestling and Lucha Libre. And that is what has become his art. He comes into this match and it's like, dude, if I can beat Cody, where does that put him inside the company? This kid has absolutely nothing to lose. He's all heart. You beat him up. He likes it. He wants some more. This thing goes to a Broadway draw. And then we get the whole thing with Sean Spears. But as far as the match goes, they absolutely made Darby Allen tonight. Absolutely made him tonight. It was great. Yeah, I think uh, he, he's known at least by at least they, like 80% more people than knew him before he came into this, man. I'll give you that much. Come on, uh, Trav. What's up? Uh, I said this uh, in the group text. Uh, Cody saved all his best matches for his own promotion. Um, he's killing it. Cody Dame Dash Rhodes went in there and made this kid look like a million bucks. Um, not to mention that the kid ain't bad himself. Go ahead. No, he's not. Not, not at all. He reminds me a little bit of Ace Austin, uh, in from Impact. If you ever if you ever seen his matches, his wrestling style, not not his not the way he carries himself. He carries himself pretty cool. Um, like I said, the, 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 you know, he looked like a million bucks out there, man. Um, the match had a great story to it, good psychology, and I like the fact that you know Cody, as you know, I'm gonna say Cody's found his groove because before but his matches before he started doing these were just not. They weren't great, and they weren't really, really good. They were just, you know, eh. And you, it was more so the Cody character that you appreciated than Cody the worker. 
right now, I'm appreciating the character, the worker, and the businessman. Um, I also think that Fight for the Fallen, I'm smelling a swerve here. You know, it, it's like he, he really wants to make himself a heel. So from what we saw tonight and going into Fight for the Fallen, I think he's going to kind of, as his character goes, you know, he replicated that moment that his father had with his son, and I think he's going to shit on that. And uh, he he really, you know, we saw, we saw uh, what's this guy's name? I forgot the, what the real name that they gave him. Sean the Spears. Perfect 10, Sean Spears. And he took a wicked chair shot. And, man, listen, uh, if that was planned, please be careful, Cody. <laughs> please be careful because that shit fucking hurt. It rung my bell. You know, so yeah. Can we have a, a conversation about unprotected chair shots? Go ahead. It brother. seems they're gonna go say. that route. And listen, it's a bad idea. There's a lot of things that 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 changed in wrestling that that is hard to accept. And there's a lot of things that change in wrestling that you like good. And chair shots to the head are one of those things that, though you miss it, you're glad that they're not doing it anymore. Now, I'm all for the chair shot getting the hand up. Uh, it, it may come off fake a lot of the times, but that's fine with me. Just don't I'm, do I'm it to the head. It. If you're going to do a share shot, don't do it to the head. That's it. Well, it's real simple. Hand up. I'm, I'm cool with that. Just, you know, it, it, it protects you from getting any real, you know, uh, brain damage or, or, you know, concussions or whatever. And, um, okay, you know, wait, wait, wait. So throughout this entire match, right? The whole story inside the match, Darby Allen's doing what? He's working on Cody's left arm. You yeah. mean to tell me that this chair shot wouldn't have been just as effective if it wouldn't have been a baseball swing to the shoulder? <laughs> yeah. At least it would have it would have added to 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 the to the to the selling of what was going on. And you know, you just saw all that blood. I, Cause I, I'm glad they went back to the replay because I was trying to figure out how the hell he got how the hell he was bleeding from the side, because I thought he took that straight on. And maybe, you know, f- f- medically it's maybe better to take it on the corner of that head right there than it is to take it on the forehead. I don't know. But, you know, he was just, <laughs> the blood was just dripping out, man. And, of course, Brandy Rose was looking delicious tonight. Good. Oh, God. Good. You, you said, you know what? You, he found his groove a long time ago, and that was it. And nothing else. He, he, didn't, he didn't need to be responsible for anything else. But not, not to mention that he did really good work as Stardust. He was really good. Okay. It oh, was just yeah. Yeah. But he, he, just didn't ha- he just didn't have those. He didn't have those. You know matches that made you go, damn. You know, except for that match he had with with, with uh, when he was hanging with his brother. Well, yeah, and outside, that's, that's it, WWE they weren't there. Ball, bro. In, in New Japan, it's a different deal. You can you can make that argument, but WWE, different deal because they didn't that give to him the importance. What and happened? So the matches just felt ugh. Go ahead, I Jargo. think I even think what New, happened, even, even in New Japan, it wasn't that great. That's what I said. It's yeah, the, go ahead, Jargo. I think it was the relationship with Stephen Amell. More than mm-hmm. anything, when he started doing those those guest appearances on Arrow, and then Cody went and he took himself some acting classes, and now his facial expressions are just freaking incredible. Yes, he's, he's good all around. I just love the fact that 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 people that people are hating on Cody, man, and you got people that hate on Cody like I hate on Triple H. <laughs> so I guess I kind of know how that feels now. But um, you know. Coming out with the Thronebreaker shirt, which I am going to get. Yes, I am going to get. I'm going to get two. So hopefully I can uh, get uh, Cody to autograph one. You so, fucking um, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right, yo. What the fuck? 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm going to have Cody say, uh, write that on the shirt. You fucking mark. <laughs> so let's talk about Sean Spears, right? Everybody's wondering what 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 happened with Ty Dillinger. The perfect 10 has lost his mind. Why would he hit Cody in the head with a chair? I told you why on the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling podcast a couple of weeks ago. You see what happened is they shot this bitchin' vignette for Sean Spears, right? And on the uh, Road 2 shows, they cut away from it, and it's Cody and, and the other dude sitting there in the office, and they're talking about the vignette, and Cody's like, oh, yeah, he'll be a great hand. Maybe he can move into that player-coach kind of role. You know, basically saying, yeah, you know, he's a good hand, but fuck him. He's nothing more than a lower card jobber. And Sean Spears came out and whooped his ass and said, fuck you, Cody. We went up and down the same roads. We traveled the same path. We were a tag team and fucking OVW together. Fuck mm. you. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. what happens. Because it, 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 it answers the question to everybody who was like, why would you put Ty Dillinger in that battle royal? Why would you put Ty Dillinger? There you go. Yep. That's exactly what I said when I saw him come out. I said, that's for putting me in the fucking battle royal, you fucking asshole. Yeah. I'm a good <laughs> hand, huh? Maybe I can be a player coach. Fuck you. Here's a chair shot right upside the head. <laughs> it's it's also it's also a subliminal shot at WWE. Yes. Great stuff. It absolutely is that. It absolutely is that. That's a very good point, Track. Let's move on real quick. Too bad there ain't uh, no story on this show. <laughs> Yo, I don't watch that YouTube channel, man. I'm sorry. I don't watch it like that. I'm sorry. He pierced the skin and then he just continues to dig and dig and dig. You yeah, won't let it go. Are you deaf? <laughs> Stop <laughs> dropping facts. Say it with me now. We'll get him with the uh, you fucking Mark sound effect. It's fucking truth serum. Stay away from that shit for real. <laughs> so Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks come out looking like Street Fighter, right? Ken Ryu and uh, Akuma. Yeah, that's uh, what Akuma. they did. Um, and uh, the Lucha Bros. And, uh, Taking on the Lucha House Party. Yeah, seriously. And, and you know what? You know, here, here's, here's what I was thinking, right? Laredo Kid, he's nasty. He's super good, right? I could have sworn I, I saw him on Impact two weeks ago. Uh, they all look the same. They're all wearing masks. But Jargo's gone. I'm Jargo for a sec. Jargo, you here? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, oh okay. he just went invisible. He put the invisibility cloak on. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, I was thinking, I'm like, what would the WWE do with this guy? And I'm like, oh, they already got him with Grand Metallic, and <laughs> they chop him out every second they freaking get. It's 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 a freaking shame to see. Um, but good stuff here. Uh, only thing is, you know what? And I get it. I get the whole Adukin thing. Kenny Omega's been doing it forever. I get the whole fucking thing. Street Fighter out, right? I get, I get all that. But there were several spots in this match where it was just so evidently choreographed. Like I like to suspend disbelief and buy into a lot of these things, but I don't want to be insulted either, you know. And and I, I get it. There's a there's a place and a, a time and a place for some of these things. But there were so many of them, like they, when, when they were waiting for the three-spot powerbomb. I'm like, you just waited and waited. Like, the dude is just sitting there. My son is sitting there like, why won't they do something? Why are they? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's little things like that that get at me. Go ahead, track, and then we'll go to Jargo. Uh, well, the the choreograph that, you, that you're talking about, I felt that it was there in the beginning. I, I, I understood exactly. 
out of that in the beginning. Now, I will disagree disagree on this. This was the time. This was the place. This was a free show uh, for charity. So at the end of the day, you know, it, it, I, you could get, I think you should give it a pass at least for this one, for this one. If it happens again. There's a time and a place in one of the main events of, of the night. And, and I mean, there's show, a time I mean. and a place, meaning in the match. Not even like, oh, it's a free show or whatever. I mean, within the body of the match, okay. Okay. there's a time okay. and a place for it. Saying. If you do 8,000 of them, it gets, it gets, I'm like, okay, fine. Like, listen, all right, so do one. Maybe two, maybe two if the, if the match is long enough. I'm sorry to interrupt the track. Go ahead, bro. No, I think, like, right before they got up to the Dave Meltzer driver to the outside, after that, it came off more, you know, more of a more natural and a little bit more, you know, had a better feel feel to it. But it, it, it was a lot of that, like I said, in the, in the beginning of it. Um, but, you know, just I still love the, the, the whole uh, – pageantry that she, that they brought to the to the thing you know the Sierra Mero and all that stuff and you know the entrances I thought that was fucking awesome but I and I will say this cuz I noticed this with the, with this entrance and a few other spots in the show um and this happened with with all, uh, with uh, double or nothing they have got to get that fucking uh camera team in the shape there were too <laughs> many spots where you know, I was like wait a minute like when Kenny Omega turned his back you were supposed to do a close up on that like yeah. what the fuck there was Show another that, spot that, too. that tattoo or whatever. Um, there was there was another thing I think that happened with uh, Sean Spears. I was like, wait, what the fuck are they doing with the camera? So they got to get those guys in the shape and and get them more more crisp, you know. But you know, you got those are those are the bugs they need to work out. But um, yeah, the match, in my opinion, I thought it was fucking awesome. I loved it overall. No, it was a good match, man. I mean, I'm just saying that in particular. But you brought up the camera, and there was in the tag match was was like super evident to me. Uh, one of the guys from uh, Private Party did a moonsault, and no one totally saw it. Messed it. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> and no one saw it. I'm like, what? And it, it looked crisp as hell when it started to go off, but no one saw where it landed or whatever. Jargo, come on, bro. Um, couple of things. Uh, number one, Laredo Kid is going to be the next Bandito. You remember when, when we all saw Bandito for the first yeah. time at All In, and everybody went, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. Laredo no Kid. With that either. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, Mass Man. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. If this was the main event of a match in AAA, would you like it? I I, I didn't dislike this. I, you know, I, I didn't dislike this in in its context right now. I thought it was just a little bit too much for me to like love it. I liked it, and even in AAA, like AAA, there's a time and a place for for a lot of that stuff. Triple A is a very different style of wrestling, for one. But if if you take CMLL and Triple A, they're completely different. You know, within like within one day. Yeah, exactly. So, um, if Triple A tends to take some of their main events incredibly seriously, you know, and uh, and and you won't find this amount of stuff. But then you'll see Hamburger. And uh, and uh, uh, I don't know whomever else he tags with. I forget her name, and they'll do some crazy crap and a bunch of stuff like that. So I mean, they pick their spots. But in Mexican wrestling and lucha libre, there's a lot of this stuff, you know. And so I get your point. But I, I didn't dislike this match, so I don't want to come off that way, Jargo. If that's the way I'm coming off, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I think the other thing that we have to do is we have to curb expectations a little bit. Because this is true. We see the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega against the Lucha Bros, and we don't even care who the other fucking guy is. This match <laughs> is going to be incredible, right? And then we see the match, and it's like, 
it was only four stars. It was only four stars. And it's like our expectations are just we see all these names and we're like, that's a five star match. No, this is a B pay-per-view at a video game convention. If there was ever a time to be pulling off like video game wrestling moves, this was the time and the place. Know your audience, right? I mean, I have absolutely no problem with this at all. All right. Screw you guys. I'm going home. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So, um. (laughs) <laughs> the main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. You guys ready? Well, no, that was the main event. Like, the rest of the show is unsanctioned. We have to stop the show and then restart the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, that that they did, um, I didn't even think that was necessary, but I guess I understood it. Dude, that's I mean, so old school NWA. It, like, what the fuck? Nah, it was cool. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I, I was saying to myself, was this something that Cody pulled up pulled out of his memory bank? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly you know, well, I just I, I wasn't I wasn't I never saw it before. All right, let's so, announce the main event of the evening real quick. Hold up before we know. get into this. You guys ready? Go ahead. All right. Is he Wango? Is he Tango? Wango Main event of the evening time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to wango. <laughs> John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose, just in case you didn't know, versus Joey Janela, who needs to get his ass in the gym. But it was non-sanctioned, right? It wasn't an AEW match. They cleaned their hands off of this. Jarko's nodding his head because he doesn't believe Joey Janetta. Joey Janela should be in the gym. <laughs> Janetta. He should change Marty his last Gennetti. name to Janetta. Fuck that. <laughs> Joey Janetta. <laughs> Sounds much better. Go ahead, buddy. Um, go ahead, track, and then we'll, we'll let uh, Jargo tear me apart. Go ahead, bro. All right. I'm going to tear um, you apart. Before, and your before friend, Jargo too. tears you apart, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, slice you up a bit. All right. Um, he does not need to go to the gym. Yeah, absolutely needs to freaking go to the gym. Tell me different, Track Brown. I'm I'm gonna tell you different. Number one, uh, this guy's height is pretty much what what a few inches smaller than uh Scott Putsky or Ivan Putsky's son, whatever his name was. And this dude Scott was Putsky. jacked. Yeah, this dude was jacked, and it made him look even shorter. When no one when says you're gonna get jacked like Ivan Putsky, or I mean Scott Putsky. So then what do you Husky want? was jacked. I want him to lose that belly. Okay, he, all right, fair he looks enough. Like a house dad. All right, so you, so all right, so you want to get rid of the dad? Twenty five years old, bro, bro I, or whatever. I, I get that, but that's a part of his look. And I will say this: I don't have a problem with with the way he looks because this guy, in my opinion, and this is not an insult, is Mikey Whipwreck two And Mikey Whipwreck. His size, his body mass didn't matter. But then again, he, he wore a, a T-shirt, so you didn't get to see that. Now, if he wears a shirt over his shit, you know, then I can understand if you know if you have no complaints. But to me, he's he's the new Mikey Whipwreck, and I think the, his look actually fits his his laid back, I don't give a shit type style. Well, if if he's Mikey Whipwreck, let's go all the way. 
All right, let's get let's get the full on belly, not this little half ass thing there. This is like I'm working out, but I'm not really working out. I don't understand what I'm doing here. I'm a pro wrestler, but I'm getting over my man. And I'm your, also no. better than you. That's that's his that's his thing. Nah, man, this this dude, this is that's nonsense. Okay, this that little either you go all out and become Kevin Owens, all right, and then we'll let it go, or you lose the that little belly you got. Straight up, like that's there's no excuse for it. I'm sorry, there's no excuse for it in my opinion. Come, come on, Jargo. Where do you stand with the whole Jericho thing right now? Like, like does Jericho's Jericho appearance was, right Jericho's now drive old. you crazy? Oh, we got to be fair. Jericho's old. Well, no, Jericho's no. But this is like an aesthetic choice that Jericho made. Like, do do you have an issue with Jericho's appearance at this point? I don't know how much of an aesthetic choice that is, first of all. I think he turned that way, and he used it to his advantage. That's just me. I don't know if there's anybody left. I'm 50 years old. It's going to take me a long time to lose this fat. Let me get fatter. Um, Yeah, it does drive me crazy because I, I miss what Jericho used to look like. But, um, no, Jericho's still fine doing what he does. I wish he looked a little bit different. I, I don't know how much he can do about it. I don't hold it against him because he's freaking 50 years old. This dude is young, this dude is freaking in his 20s, I'm assuming. Do you know why we had this wrestling match tonight, if you want to call it a wrestling match? Do you know why this unsanctioned match happened? What what the why? basis for this match was? What's that? So after Double or Nothing, John Moxley is sitting in his, in his dressing room, right? And Joey Janela walks in, and he lights a cigarette. And he takes a drag off of the cigarette. And then he brings it up to his lips for the second one, and John Moxley takes it right out of his hands. And he takes a drag off of the cigarette, and then he tosses the cigarette and walks away. Joey Janela was pissed that John Moxley wasted a whole fucking cigarette. That's why we had this unsanctioned wrestling match tonight. We are throwing this motherfucker into barbed wire because he threw out a perfectly fine cigarette. That's that's prison shit right there. Does this sound like a motherfucker that's gonna be hitting the gym? I have a, I have a, I have an alternative theory here. Right? I mean, I'm just saying, man. It, this wasn't this was about the cigarette, but it wasn't about him wasting the cigarette. Joey Janela's pissed that Dean Ambrose can or or, or John Moxley, sorry, can smoke a cigarette and drink a beer and still look the way he looks. And fucking <laughs> I tell you what, man, something's working for Joey Janela because he's got Penelope Ford. So I was just about to say that that goes into his shit because he's got that shit. You know, this is the dude who lives in the trailer park who's 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 banging the freaking homecoming queen. Like, there's no logical explanation for it, but it gets him heat because he looks like that. And he's got Penelope Ford. Well, he's good at what he does. Let's not let's not get it twisted but I, I just need i just think he needs to lose that belly that's just me i think if that's i was running heat, aw I'd be like, listen listen kid get, get in here listen come here come here I need, I need to talk to you what's your name it, it doesn't matter what your fucking name is listen get in the fucking <laughs> gym i'm giving you two months i'm paying you a lot of fucking money all right listen get in the fucking gym that, that belly get rid of it all right come back and see me in another two months all right if you don't if, if it's not gone i'm cutting your paycheck right? and if it's not gone after that you're gone you understand Vince McMahon is hiring. Yo, don't be mad. WWE's hiring. Get the step. I'm not your friend. I'm your boss. Here, take these. You know what I think is insane about this entire match? Two weeks from tonight, 
John Moxley has his first G1 climax match. I cannot wait. Can you believe he took this match two weeks before the fucking G1 starts? Yes. I think he's rejuvenated, bro. I think he wants to do every wrestling ever in the world. He's just like I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I see him show up in, in, in Arena Mexico. Show up <laughs> at CMLL. He just shows up in the middle of the ring at some point. He just wants to get all of this done. No, he'll He's show up fan. at AAA. He'll show up at AAA. They got like a working partnership. Like he'll he'll show up yeah. and like unmask freaking L.A. Park or something. <laughs> I could see that happening. I could see him feuding with L.A. Park too. I think I think what you said uh, goes into exactly what I was what, what I'm going to say because I was seeing this in this match when you talk about him being rejuvenated. This is such a different guy, man. He's got his life back. You know, he, I think mentally is it's it's well, it's obvious that mentally he's in a very uh, happier place, and it, it just shows this 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 watching this match. I felt like this is what this this is what the match against Brock Lesnar was supposed to be like. Yeah. That's what I felt. Um, I'm not saying that Brock Lesnar would have took off his shoes or anything like that, but Dude, I, how I do fucked think, up was you know, that? That shit was crazy, and I know there's been a lot of a lot of thumbtack spots, and I'm gonna say I've never seen the thumbtack spot with the person with their shoes off. Well, I've never here's seen the thing, it. Right? Wow. It's happened before, fine. i just never seen it. Here's the thing, right? I, I, I watched this Deathmatch documentary like maybe a week ago because I don't understand the whole Deathmatch thing. I have thing. to watch this. I have to watch it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, just, yeah, I gotta check this shit out. I'm not a fan, right? But so there's all these Deathmatch wrestlers and they're trying to explain to you the psychology, right? And they're talking about the Lego spot. And why the Lego spot works is because every goddamn one of us has stepped on a Lego and we know how much that shit hurts. We all know how much it hurts to step on something like a thumbtack. So seeing that, it just registers in our brains. Oh, my fucking God. How much does that hurt? Because we know how much that shit hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the next step. Taking it further. Slicing somebody's nostril. Or some shit like that. Actually, I've seen that with a paper cut uh, 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 spot. Dude. Jimmy Havoc did that shit. Tournament of Death uh, last weekend, I saw a guy (laughs) use a staple gun to staple a motherfucker's tongue to a two-by-four. Jesus Christ. I saw that on YouTube. Like, come on, man. What promotion was that? CZW, Tournament of Death. CZW. What's this? The Tournament of Death. What the fuck, man? Like how how I'll far do we have to raise this bar? Like the the finishing spot of the tournament of death is like these two guys up on a scaffold, right? And they go off of the scaffold through a like series of light tubes onto a trampoline with C four underneath of the goddamn thing. So when they hit it, it all explodes and shit. Just absolutely fucking crazy, man. I mean, this was like the most PG death match that you're that you're gonna see. But they absolutely incorporated a lot of deathmatch stuff into this. How far does AEW push this envelope? Like, how far before we start seeing like the plate glass? Pa- pa- nah, I don't. I don't shit, think that's you know? The light tube spot. I don't. I don't know. What's up, Maybe they might do it like once. <laughs> they probably they'll probably do it like once. Jimmy but Havoc versus John Moxley. We'll yeah, I, I was about to say if you have Jimmy Havoc and Mox go at it, you you. Yeah, add it. Fuck it. You got it. You got to do it. You got because you're 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 catering to a whole different uh, audience here, and you're catering to an audience who are familiar with these guys' work. Who won't? You know, they'll get grossed out, but they'll they'll completely understand it because it's those it's who those guys are. So um, yeah, I could see them doing it. You know, for for a special occasion like that. 
Here's and, and, I, and I can't I can't wait for a a, a, a Jimmy Havoc and, and uh Moxley feud either. And I will say this, uh one 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 slight critique. Moxley shouldn't be coming out to Pyro, at least uh, at least with the colors that they were giving him. It should have been either just fire or or a lot of you know, a lot of smoke. Smoke is better, no fire. Here's What's the up, here's the AK forty seven hot take of the night. All right. <laughs> we we keep talking about WWE and how we're losing all the casual fans. And I think what we established tonight is that is not the case at all. What WWE has done is they have turned off all of the diehard fans. They have turned off the hardcore pro wrestling fans. And now all that's left are the fucking casuals. That's all this. That's why you're seeing these shit ass ticket sales in these B markets, because all that's left are the casuals, the hardcore wrestling fans that were all watching AEW tonight. And they're getting and catered they to. They were all there. <laughs> they were getting catered to by matches like this because there ain't no fucking chance in hell you would see any of this on WWE programming. You wanted an alternative, not and this is anymore. it. Yeah, uh, not anymore. Not with the, you know, at least with the tax. Pro- we're probably going to see it now. You know, uh, you know, you got the WWE with uh, Paul Lee and and, and and Bischoff being the directors and shit. So. Uh, we already see WWE stepping their game up, or at least trying to do something something different or something new and different at the same time or whatever, or something new and old, I, I should say. Um, uh, which is, again, the, the greatest thing about this whole um, AEW thing going and why you want it to succeed. Because if you're a WWE fan and you want shit to change or you at least want it to go back to, to the way it used to be somewhat, this this is the, 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 the spark that's going to start that fire. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I am saving my full, you know, view on AEW until I see their first show. But I will say this, man, they're giving they're definitely giving WWE a run for their money. They yeah, got them. They got them. They got them scared, man. Yeah, they panicked. They panicked. They panicked. Look at them. Look at them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like uh, Vince McMahon was watching. Don't, don't be fooled. He was definitely watching. This is different. This I is know Triple H was watching. Uh, Triple like H. they said, uh, The Rock was watching. And, and, and that's my question. Do you think they will pay The Rock a shitload of money to make an appearance? You know, not get in the ring, not have any action, because I know the, the movie companies don't want him doing that. But how much do you think they're going to throw at The Rock just to have him make an appearance? The con- Again, the cons gave that bum $50 million. I don't think they're shy to offer a guy like that a, much, a lot of money just to make one single appearance. Well, knowing, knowing what The Rock makes uh, during his movies, right? Because we can all look that up and it's seven figures. What do you suppose it would actually cost to get The Rock to show up for a one-off appearance? Uh, let's see. Let's let's say, let's for the say, for example, all, all out, probably going to have to give him a good 20 million for that. <laughs> You're gonna pay to somebody twenty million dollars for a one-off appearance. Well, then again, then again, lie. Let's lie. Let me try to think of this. He's not actually, yeah, no. Platinum Kush. I'm like, I'm pretty sure for twenty million dollars, Brock Lesnar will suck your dick. <laughs> You're into that sort of shit. Me the, give me the the, the dinosaur yell. <laughs> I mean, for right, twenty five, for twenty five, Sable will suck your dick, but Brock Lesnar gets to watch. Ugh. Gosh, I don't know. Man. I, I, I don't know what kind of sick shit. Which, <laughs> which are you paying for? Are you paying for the twenty or the twenty-five? Five million fair. 
five million just to just to slap somebody around and then leave and raise your raise your hand or something, give them a good endorsement from the Rock, five million dollars. I mean, that, that 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 sounds fair. That's what you wanted. Ah, yes, that's 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 that's, that's yes. I think that's the go home sound, ain't it? <laughs> he just asked for that, so there you go. Why why did you want that? Why not? You know, we got Jargo, you got me, you got the Platinum Kush, got the AK-47. Bang, bang, uh, bang, nigga. <laughs> well, one thing I want to say before we dip um, is uh, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, they got, well, Pentagon, got, got Cero Miedo over in, a, in an American like English-speaking English country. Okay, if this was WWE, they'd say, no, they can't do it. You need to speak English because it's not going to work. People are not going to relate. Everybody in that place is yelling, cero miedo. I don't know if they know what it, what it means. I don't know if they care. Okay, over as hell. Over as hell. And, and, and uh, how do you explain it? How do you explain it? Why can't the WWE make this connection? Because it's a fairly, a fairly easy one to make. It's a very easy to make the connection. It's very easy to allow people to be who they are. And it's very easy to people for people to get over regardless of language barriers. It can happen very simply. And uh, this proves it all. Jargo, let me get your thoughts on it before we dip. Dude, Penta doesn't even speak English. Like yeah. Phoenix does a bit, but like Penta doesn't even speak English. Like even on Impact, right? Like they, they just caption him. If if you watch the road two shows, being the elite, they just caption them. I can fucking read. <laughs> you know, he did say this in the beginning of the show. He can read. You know, like I watch Japanese shit all the time with captions. Like this is no big deal. I can fucking read. Listen, stop. Listen, stop. Okay. Now I'm now I'm now I'm feeling insulted. Well, okay, no. Like, would you rather? Like, I can I, fucking read. What, what, you know, I would what, rather hear. We, I would rather hear CN. Is that? And now I, I can fucking read. Okay, fine, Mister Elitist. I would rather hear CN speak in Spanish with fucking captions than hear his bad English and cut a shit ass promo. I agree one hundred percent. I All you gotta do is have the man go out there, Cerro, Mierdo, which I used to think was Cerro Mierda, but you know, it's not. Cerro Mierda's good too. Zero shit, baby. Like, how fucking hard would it be for them to get the Tranquilo thing over? I, he does all the Nieto shit. They say the Tranquilo thing, but they don't actually push it. Like, how hard would it really be to get I, that I fucking over? I don't understand why they don't do that shit. Like, are you fucking insane? Like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Oh, I forgot. It's not Vince's idea. Or you could just bring Cory Booker out and, and have him be a translator. Well, I mean, it's not like it's, it's not like ROH is any better, man, because, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck are they doing with Roosh? And last night they had fucking Dragon Lee job in the fucking Dalton Castle. Now, what, this, this is something that's on my mind, man. Oh, we can talk. I do want to talk about Kenny Omega coming out and beating up Mox and what that means. Right. But um, Rush. Right. Now, everybody calls him Roosh here in the States. Right. So I, when I remember him now, now, I could be very wrong, Jargo. I want you to correct me if I am. I remember him in CMLL, and of course they call him Rush. But I think the reason they call him Rush is because they're saying Rush in Spanish, and they say Rush. So it's really Rush. I always called him Rush in my mind. I don't know if I'm right or, or wrong. They always they say Rush in Mexico, but I, I always thought it was Rush. And then they bring it up here, and they call him Rush. Good. It's Rush, right? Am, am I right or wrong? It's Rush. And uh -huh. I can. You want to know why it's Rush? 
Why? Because there's a bitchin' band from Canada that owns every trademark on everything that oh, says Rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I and see what, what you, you say about no, his in Mexico, what you say Mexico, about society. But listen. <laughs> But in Mexico, they don't give a shit about copyrights. They'll, they'll use Thriller for, for La Parker to come out. They don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, well, That's like, true. They don't give a goddamn about copyrights. Yeah, they don't even right. know who Rush is over there. Like, who? What? <laughs> anyway, but um, so, and they're not going to pronounce it properly because of the dialect, right? Because of the language. They're going to say Rush. Right. So I think that's the way it happened. Um, But I don't know how it carried over here. But like, I got I, I plead I, ignorance, bro. I'm yeah. wondering if at the G1 next week, if we're going to get proper Japanese introductions before matches. I mean, why not? I'm just wondering if it's or if it's going to be like a fully like American styled show. Oh, nah. I I hope we get the proper Japanese, uh, the whole Japanese feel. Actually, Let, let's do, let's talk about Omega and and he he him. Uh, Beating the trash out of Moxley at the end of this. What does this mean? Jargo, we're going to go to you. Then we're going to go to track. Then we're going to take off. Come on, Jargo. Moxley jump Kenny. Kenny jump Moxley. The match is set for all out. We got to get heat somehow. It's it's This is where it starts. It's going to be a good match. I can't wait to see it. Come on, track. Uh, enjoyed watching uh, Kenny Omega who went over with, with his boys on, on uh, the Lucha Bros and, and Laredo Kid, but seeing him come out and uh, whoop, whoop on Moxley and doing what he did was fucking awesome because it's a perfect lead-in and build up into the next show, and you know, I got to see a story tonight. <laughs> and, uh, you know, overall, like I said, loved the pay-per-view. Thought it was really good. Um, like I said, loved, loved, loved M- MJF, loved Omega, loved Moxley. These everybody's just doing their thing. Some of the characters, I know there's a lot of people who aren't feeling some of the characters. Like I said, the the, the librarian shit is stupid to me. Um, the best friends was better tonight than it was at, at Double or Nothing. So let's see what else they bring to the table later on. Uh, like I said, Nyla Rose needs some work. Uh, but you know, for the people who, who's like I said, aren't feeling the characters, just gotta give it time, man. These are new characters. Like, were you autom- yeah. automatically a Seth Rollins fan when you first saw him? If if you watch his de- uh, developmental days or, or whatever, so all of this shit just takes time. And, and not only that, they're allowed to be bad from time to time. Not everything's gonna be exactly. So. You know, you can't expect everything to be perfect. And I know when it's not, people are ready to jump on it. Oh, oh, did you see that? Did you see that? Look at that. <laughs> Jargo, what's up, man? The other thing I'm going to say is, like, if you are putting yourself through the fucking misery of watching five hours of Monday Night Raw every yeah. week, because SmackDown Live <laughs> no longer exists, right? It's just five fucking hours of Raw, right? <laughs> if you are putting yourself through that and you're not watching Being the Elite and Road to at this point, Fighter Fest, which totals up all of about a half hour worth of content... Mm. You're you're missing out, man. Because they do more in ten fucking minutes on those road two shows than WWE does in five goddamn hours. Jesus, uh, I believe it one hundred percent, and I'll start watching. As a result, I am Batman. Man, this has been our AEW uh, rap show. It was fun, ladies and gents. Eight track Brown. Tell everybody. Tell all these beautiful people where they can Yo, find you. What's up? You can find me at Twitter on Twitter. At A-Track underscore X coming at you live and in color. 
because that's what I am. I'm the color. Uh, like I said, great show. Loved it. You know, ain't got no problems with it. We're going to wango tango tonight. You know how it is. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Michael Jargo, what's up, brother? I'm all good, man. You can find me across all social media at not Jargo. It's my birthday weekend, so what? I'm just... I was not aware of this. Yeah, Happy so birthday! I'm, I'm just chilling. I'm kicking it. Don't send me Facebook messages because like, I'm already on birthday mode. I shut my goddamn shit off. The last yeah. goddamn thing I need is all you goddamn people wishing me a superficial happy birthday just because it popped up on your goddamn Facebook wall that says, oh, it's For Michael real. Jargo's birthday. No, fuck you. You can't come to my wall and just litter shit. it with your bullshit. Jargo on his birthday. <laughs> I'll put up I'll put up a post and it'll say if you want to wish me a happy birthday like this post otherwise fuck off. <laughs> My name is that mass man. All right, we're going to get the hell out of here. Everybody take it easy. God bless. Um uh we'll see you when we see you. G1's coming up so we'll do that, all right? <laughs> Freestyle real quick. Oh shit, I got you. Alright. We have beat. Uh, uh, uh. Here we go. Uh, get in the mic, get in the yo. mic. Yo, yo, track gon' give it to you. Gon' give it to you. Track gon' give it to you. I'm gon' give it to you. Cooking lobster. Just a right lobster going over. <laughs> I can't do it right now. I'm too high. <laughs> I apologize for all my favorite fans, man.